you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Another day in Housewives Paradise. Guys, just call me Candy because I can't help but sing my way into this week's recap. Let's start with our least favorite, Orange County. Um, okay, my biggest takeaway, honestly, was just how bad I felt for Ryan this episode, which I never, or Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan. the orange Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I just felt so terrible for him. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about how awful I felt for him and how unexpected it was that I was sympathizing with the man who literally is just like shirtless carrying his dog around. But there were a few other things that happened in this episode, particularly we're seeing the evolution of Gina with Heather. I mean, I like that she's trying to help her like purge. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes with Heather, it's just constant judgments and not so much like humor. Like she used to kind of like make fun of how rich she is. And now I feel like she just judges people. You know, I think Heather, I will say like, I do think everyone needs a friend who is at least honest when it comes to like purging, like, yes, get rid of your prom dress, get rid of your wedding dress. Like I do think that's helpful, but I also don't think of Heather Dubrow and like fashionista. No, like Doree, no. I think of like fashionable and like someone I would probably like would enjoy going through my closet because she would push me into buying things I probably wouldn't buy. But Heather, no. So she's just rich. Rich doesn't mean yeah. you're automatically fashionable. You're just rich. You're wearing designer tags, but yeah, you're not like, yeah, I do agree. I don't think she's like the epitome of style. I don't think anybody in OC really no, is. I, that's true. Um, yeah. but, but it was like I, kind of entertaining. I do find yeah. their friendship endearing. And I do think Heather, to your point, could rub a lot of people the wrong way. Like you could easily get offended in those situations that, um, in that situation. Sure. Oh yeah. But I think their friendship is sweet. I know. I like it. I just, I want to see them rub off on each other equally. Like I'm seeing, Heather kind of changed Gina a little bit. And I would, I will actually say in a positive way, like I think she's, Gina's gaining some confidence to like stand up for herself, which she didn't necessarily do before. And I I like that. Um, But I would like to see Heather also kind of become a little bit, maybe more down to earth. um, Thanks to our girl, Gina. Yeah. Well, and maybe we'll see that in New York. Yeah. I mean, that, yes. I'm like dying for this trip. I feel like we've been like, it's been like, discussed for like weeks now. So I'm glad we're finally getting to this point. I mean, that's kind of funny that that's like the peak of the highlight. (laughs) It's the highlight. It's this bonding trip to New York. 
But um, yeah, so dinner parties at the DeBros. Um, clearly, Jen Armstrong didn't have any dinner at no. all, or like maybe didn't eat that day because she got wasted. Very quickly. And so here's the reason too, that I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? The point of this dinner was to kind of help Ryan, Ryan and uh, Jen see like what it's like, you know, Heather and Terry have obviously had their struggles and their issues and to see like kind of what it's like to like come out on the other side. Honestly, what this turned into was like, Poor Ryan, who is clearly introverted, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like, if I know my partner's introverted, am I going to force him to go to a dinner party where he's already uncomfortable because he has to dress up? He doesn't drink. Everyone else does. They're strangers you've never met. And they're like going to talk to you about like their marriage. It's just the whole thing to me. I was like, this is not like the goal of the dinner party was clearly not met. No. And this is like, I think goes back to like some of the tone death behavior that Heather does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like it's all with good intentions. It's just like, really, you know, I don't know that that's the best idea. And then like Jen continues to get sloppy and sloppy by the second. What do you think of her toast? I, I'm not even going to try to repeat it because I don't remember what she said, it was, but it, had it, was, with it was so bizarre. It was like, here's to women's underwear. Um, not the best thing, but next to it. Like, I was just kind of like, what? And like, especially just like knowing that the night was like, one with people you've never met before, which that one couple, I literally, my jaw dropped. I thought it was Kelly and Rick coming oh. in. I was like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like they're not getting along. What is going on? Um, but yeah, I just was like, this is so bizarre. I mean, clearly she's really drunk and we've all been there. Like, I mean, she probably was mortified the next day, but I more so felt bad for Ryan. And I think it's like, I guess, I mean, they've been together long enough and you know, she, she obviously drinks, but I just kind of felt like if my partner isn't drinking, he's clearly uncomfortable. I'm probably not going to get hammered and just like feed him to the wolves. Oh and yeah. Te- and then continue to like eat, just, um, continue to, uh, drink the, sh- the wine. Yeah. And say it's really that. good. It's, it's really, really good. really good. Like she's getting her money's worth while she's there. <laughs> she kept but, saying like, fill it up all the way. It reminded me of on home alone. Cause we, we were watching it a lot this holiday season. Um, uncle Frank, who, when he gets on, and this is home alone one, um, when they're on the airplane and he's in first class and he's like, is the champagne free? Okay. Fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. Like, I don't know why it just, I was like, I got major Uncle Frank vibes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. I I totally saw it. (laughs) But that was OC. I mean, it was really cringe. That dinner was very uncomfortable. And I did feel bad for Ryan. You know, let the man put the napkin over his shirt. I I agree. I was like, honestly, of all the things that have been done at this dinner table, this is what everyone's appalled by. Like, I would say Dr. Jen's behavior was far more, like, embarrassing than somebody just, you know, trying not to get anything on their shirt. I know. Um, I will say I kind of appreciated OC's lightness and the fact that like people were kind of fighting, but not actually fighting and yelling at each other after New Jersey, where it was literally just like constant yelling. I was like trying to figure out like, wait, who is still mad at who? Like this, like just escalated so quickly. So I will give OC like credit for just kind of being like light and like just a little bit. And I wasn't even folding laundry. Like I truly just sat down. And I was like, I actually kind of enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It was like entertaining, delusional, comical. Yeah, it was, it was light. And I do think in housewives, we do need lightness. Yeah. We enjoy the drama, but I also think some of the best episodes, and I wouldn't necessarily say this episode, 
this week of OCs <laughs> that, but it's fun to see the girls have fun and like just make fun of each other. And like that stuff, that's just, like, we always talk about that. We get that from Potomac. Like Potomac does a really great job of like kicking and having fun and keeping it light while throwing shade and like laughing. Like we could use more of that in New Jersey. Yes, I agree. I'm like, okay, I get it. Everyone's mad at everyone, but can we like, I hope in Nashville, I don't know, it's not going to happen, but I'm like, I hope we have moments where everyone's laughing and enjoying themselves because we have not gotten that much this season. I like still though, like cringe at Louie, even though I agreed with him telling Teresa, like, I do want to answer this question. So be quiet and let me talk. It's the way he like says, like, and you made a comment about this too on our notes, like use your ears. I was just like, Oh my God. I tell my kids, put your listening ears on 50 times a day. But like, I would hope if I'm in a relationship in my fifties that I'm not being told that. Oh yeah. Two ears, one mouth, use your ears. Um, the multiple times that he put his finger to his lips, like I would be pissed off if my partner would be talking to me like a fucking toddler because it's so condescending. Although in the moment, like, yes, Teresa, need, Teresa needed to shut the fuck up because he wanted to speak and she wouldn't let it happen. But I would have gotten so pissed if my partner spoke to me like that in front of my group of friends, because to me, that's not respect. Yeah, I I agree. Like there was a better way to get the point across of like, I would like to just talk to the woman, which he kind of, I guess, did. But like, I mean, everyone was like, wait, what you just said doesn't make sense. He's like, I had a crazy ex and I just wanted to apologize to her so we could move on and the breakup could be over. And anyone who watched the video, he's like, I love you. I'm coming back to you. We're getting married. Like that was not the video. Like maybe he's thinking, maybe there's another video out there that we haven't seen. No, I mean, it's not. He is lying out of his teeth. I mean, obviously the video's out there. You guys could watch it. And then based on all the information that we've received and that we've known, like we've been in contact with Louis exes and that camp was not a, <laughs> the camp he was dreaming up. Like, I feel like it was a camp for men to um, kind of come to their wrongdoings in his instance, allegedly, allegedly um, of an abusive nature. So he's full of shit. I also do not believe his ex is a thirsty ex. Um, if, sh- if he wants to call her thirsty by the fact that she's calling out about narcissism abuse, um, bringing light to what could happen if you get involved with someone like Louie, so be it. But it's just, it's just mind boggling. And it's like crazy to me, like Marge continues to be the one person that's like, what? Like that doesn't make any sense. But in the moment, it's not worth calling it out. Yeah. And I think she like realized was like, you know what, like this, uh, she's not gonna be allowed to get any words out. Teresa's just assuming that Marge is talking negatively about Louie and to Marge's defense. She hasn't said anything bad other than I wish Teresa would just address the video. This is weird. It should just be addressed and then it's killed and we can move on. I mean, I think we'll see scenes where she starts talking negative about Louie, but it sounds like a lot of people are going to start doing that. I, but somehow we escalate from that to like Jennifer Aiden and uh, well, obviously Marge, but, but Melissa, like literally nearing coming to blows. I kind of disagreed with Dolores. And she's like, when you get up, that's a sign you want to fight. I don't think she was like lunging towards Melissa. I mean, I will say like, normally I'm not team Melissa for many things because she continues to have fake storylines <laughs> yeah. all the time. However, like I do think in the video, it looked like she was going to like come at her and Jen was ready, ready to like, you know, 
stick up for herself. So I kind of get that part. However, I do think it's bullshit that what did um, Jen called Joey Gorga, like a baby a little bitch, bitch. A, a little, little like bitch boy, bitch boy. Yeah. yeah. Like a little bitch boy. Like I, if I were Teresa, like I get why Melissa like started to lose her shit a little bit. And I just like that bill just sat back in the background. Did he like got absolutely up and walked away. nothing. Well, like just stood there. And I think it kind of goes to show, I mean, Melissa said this and then, you know, Jen's like, you weren't there to support me. Everyone's saying, look, he can't stand her. I'm like, that's kind of the vibe we all got. He just was like, get me away from this. I'm not going to defend my wife. I also, you know, I do think it's interesting that she was like, I didn't like try to hurt people. I don't dig up stuff on anyone. Like, or there's clearly scenes of her trying to dig up a lot of information on Jackie. Like, you know, so I think it was like the whole fight. Like I loved your meme with like the Spider-Man, everyone pointing at each other. Cause then all of a sudden it's like, Jackie's like, you know what, Jennifer, I'm done with you. I can't, I can't try to be your friend through this behavior. And then Dolores was quick to be like, oh, now you're leaving her. I thought you were going to be her friend. I was like, I kind of see Jackie's point. Like I was to, to Jennifer, like, I felt bad for you. I sympathize with you. I was trying to maybe be someone on your side because I just think like I, she had somewhat been in her shoes, but yeah, I would probably get up and walk away too. If (laughs) the way it all escalated. I do, I do love the fact though, that we're bringing to attention, more attention to the fact that Teresa expects her family to blindly defend and support her. And she never gives it back. She just sat there and didn't say a word about her sister, about her sister-in-law and her brother basically being kind of like verbally attacked by Jennifer. So I, I mean, it was just like, it was a lot going on. I think everybody's mad at everyone unless they're in the same house right now. No, it's so funny. Um, Bravo by bitches did a meme that like sums up Teresa's world of life. Um, Teresa in this episode said, no one should be, no one should judge anybody, especially on their past. And classically they pull up the, uh, the chair flipping moment where she says, you were stripping you prostitution whore. You were fucking engaged 19 times. (laughs) So it just like, she just is the most like hypocritical person. It's just like funny. I did not expect. So Tracy Barber like really hasn't done much um, aside from like her side commentary. And I'm sure she's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? But when she had the balls to tell Teresa that she should have stood up for Melissa, I did not expect that. I loved it. I was like, go Tracy. Cause I think all of us are agreeing with her. Like, yeah, Teresa could have done more in that moment. No. Yeah. I like, agreed with her but then I was also like bitch you don't know what you just got yourself into I would be um a little scared of tree Um, I like that she's not like you know I will say like Jackie really wasn't afraid of her I don't think Teresa has this intimidation factor that she once had on the newbies and I think that honestly bothers her more than anything sure yeah but I mean it was an interesting episode I mean I did enjoy that we ended it light at this pink party and then the games between the couples, everything always has to be sexual with these men. Like, Jesus always. Christ, all the time. I was like, oh, I thought maybe like some of them might be like cute questions. No, it was like, who watches the most porn? Like, and all the questions I was like clearly going to be favored or like it's like traditionally something that like would be viewed as more of something that the man would do. I'm like, why are we asking questions about who wants sex more? Who's hornier? Who's watching more porn? I'm like, this is like, the dumbest like little game ever, but it was very Joe Gorga. Oh yeah. Like completely on brand. I mean, he acts to me like a boy who's like starting to have like wet dreams. Yeah. 
stuff. Like, he's just discovering his penis. Just discovering and he just his can't, penis. Can't stop. Exactly. And like discovering porn. But anyhow, uh, let's move on to Summer House. You guys, I'm really starting to not like Craig. I don't know when we're going to have the switch where he becomes charming and sweet and like the Craig we've seen from previous uh, Southern Charms. But like the kind of the way he's behaving now, if I were Paige, I'd be like, I'm not interested. It was a really huge double standard um, that he got so upset with Paige for making out with Andrea when he was hooking up and sleeping with, as we all know, KCAB on the side. Like, it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, So I'm curious to see, like, how he makes amends. Like, you guys know we've always been, like, fans of Craig. Um, the people of Sewing Down South and Craig included have always been super kind. So I do have like, I know there's goodness there. I'm just like, motherfucker, you're making it really hard for me to like root for you in those moments. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I want to see a different side of Craig. And I mean, we're seeing a little like hints of it that like, he's going to, you know, they're talking in New York and he's telling her he's actually really interested in her. I just, I don't know. Like I need to see the sweet Craig that I've seen previously and the Craig that we've seen since the relationship has become more official. So maybe once that, like they get over that hurdle, he'll kind of like let his guard down and be a little bit more of a Southern gentleman door, but I'm not loving this Craig. And if I were her, I'd probably be more favoring Andrea right now. I mean, you guys know okay. where we stand on Andrea. So let's talk about an, <laughs> another couple the the one couple that everyone's, I think worried about talking about Amanda and Kyle, you know, it was kind of hinted or like edited at that, it was almost like Danielle was like being kind of like gossipy. And that I was kind of worried that somehow this, like her revealing this to Paige and Sierra was going to somehow get flipped on Danielle. I was really happy. That wasn't the case. I love the way all the women sat down with her and were just like, okay, we just need to let you know this because it, it hurts. Like it breaks our hearts that we have to question. Are you really happy in this relationship? And you, I like how they're like, you deserve happiness. And so they started it off with like such a good, like, like place and a place of love instead of like some housewives would be like, did you know that Kyle said this about you? Cause she was kind of said like, I already know everything. Like he said everything mean to me before too. Um, I just, I don't know. I really appreciated the women, the way the women approached it. I just felt like maybe Kyle still isn't realizing like he is kind of the one who's a dick and I'm sure it's not all his fault. We've seen Amanda nag him, but it's like, he really makes it hard for people to be on his side. Oh yeah. And I'm really glad in that moment, whereas we would have seen it be a telephone where, um, you know, Paige and Sierra could have said, well, Danielle told us this and she told us on the side and on housewives that would have been flipped to like, well, why is she talking to him about me? Or, but I was glad that Danielle like said it to her face and is like, this is what he said about me. Like I thought, it was handled really well. And I'm glad that Amanda was mature enough in that conversation to see that they truly just had good intentions for her. Yeah. I think she like received it well. It was delivered well. And then Kyle walks up. It's just so awkward. And I mean, they like, it was just like, we're going to go get our bagels. Like I, you could tell the girls were actually like really like emotionally like drained from having to say that it was something that was weighing on them. Um, the whole vibe of the house like changed after Andrea's probably like, what the fuck is going on? But they all like eat their bagels. And then we cut to it's Kyle's birthday. Everett comes out of nowhere with his engagement ring. Like, I mean, who did he have to like 
suck up to to get some airtime for this episode. <laughs> and I like, love that. I mean, Lindsay and him, they're amicable. Like they're good. So I, I like that there's no like animosity there. I just think it's hilarious that we have not seen him since season one. And they're like, yeah, let's bring him back and let him show everybody his engagement ring. If you're like a newer fan and maybe you've only been watching the last couple of seasons, like you still are probably like, what, why is this guy relevant? And he's not. So don't even worry about it. But Kyle then gives a speech for his birthday that basically was like the weirdest, rudest speech to friends who are there to like support you and celebrate you. Like he was basically telling people like, if you're part of the peanut gallery, he doesn't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a really weird, um, it was very awkward, like incredibly awkward. I just, yeah, I don't know. It was very strange. Um, Clearly, I mean, I get, this is like giving me Jax and Brittany vibes now that I'm thinking about this. Like, you know, Jax would get so upset, like when people would bring up the cheating and like, just get so angry, just be happy for us. Like it's giving me a little bit of that where Kyle is like, it's really bothering him more. I mean, I wouldn't want some people like talking to me about my relationship. However, I wouldn't use a dinner party to say that. And maybe I would have like side conversations with the girls. Like truthfully, had he like gone to breakfast with the girls and said like, listen, guys, I really hear what you're saying. I want you to know, I love your friend. I adore her. That was a lapse in judgment. Like that would be so much better than drunkenly telling people like, stop talking about me. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I love Lindsay's face. So she's like, what did I miss last weekend? Like she literally thought she was just going into a birthday party and having fun. Yeah, no, it was it, weird. It was really weird. Um, continuing with weird theme theme. And maybe I will say a little bit of a disappointment. I'm ready to move past Amanda and Kyle. I get that it's a big deal. And that like, honestly, we're all unsure of their relationship, but I feel like every episode either begins with them like and their problems or ends with them. And I'm, I'm exhausted from this. Like, I'm sure the friends are sick of it. I, as a viewer, am exhausted. I'm also kind of like feeling the same way about salt. Like I'm exhausted with trying to create villains out of people that aren't villains. Like, why aren't we talking more about Mary Cosby and Jen Shaw? And instead we're like, well, Meredith, when was your dad's memorial? And Lisa Barlow, you are two-faced. And so we're just going to attack you. Like I, I don't know. I was just like, uh, it was kind of not an enjoyable part one. And I do appreciate the addressing the Jenny um, situation that those like posts and comments weren't made of like, they were not made aware to the group um, until after the reunion. So they're not going to be discussed, but it was weird watching her talk about how terrible Mary is when I'm like, girl, you're right there with her. I mean, for me, I just, to me, I can't with bad weather and particularly I have a bone to pick with Heather I think Heather to me, and I've, I've said this the last episode, um, she's giving me friend of energy. Like for her to say that she respects Mary more after confessionals and considering all those women know like all the shadiness with Mary, I'm like, wait, what? And like her going after Lisa, like one moment in her confessional, she's like, I love an unhinged Lisa. And they're like laughing about like their non-friendship. But then now you're like going after her when really, again, like you should be going after Jen Shaw, who then called you, who called you a Shrek, but you're okay with it now. Like, I just can't. I really, really can't. I never wanted Lisa Renna to like come in and stir the pot and be like, why, why aren't we focusing on her? Listen, guys, we know Lisa Barlow, like, I'm not saying she's an angel, 
But in terms of housewives, like she's the perfect amount of delusion to me. She doesn't always take accountability to, for what she says. Um, she's an amazing mom and she likes fast food. Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's just, I just, I can't with bad weather going after her. It's honestly dumb. It baffles me, truthfully. It baffles me. And like, yeah, I felt like when she was like almost like kind of, yeah, when she was like, I, Mary is really smart and her reads are right on. And then it was like, I like how Lisa's like, she said horrible things about Whitney. Like, are you like, I just, I feel like Heather just so desperately now it's like this whole, it's like, it's the sophomore slump. Uh, she just so desperately wants to be everyone's favorite and she just is flip-flopping whatever way she can to try to be like, Oh, people don't like Lisa. I'm going to jump on not liking Lisa. And I'm going to, I'm going to now be nice to Meredith, even though me and Lisa were talking shit on Meredith. Like I, I think she just needs to stay in a lane and I think she's likable. She's just trying way too hard. Um, I just, uh, throughout all this, I just, like, the whole time, I've never wished Mary Cosby to be somewhere more than at that reunion. Because I just felt like, God, I really wish she could have been there to answer some of it, to talk about why she didn't like Jenny. But also, I just felt like she might have been quick to kind of diffuse some of it, too. And, like, kind I think she would have put Heather in her place, even after Heather said, I agree. Like, I feel like you're very smart after watching the confessionals. Yeah, I just think... Heather to me, I mean, my biggest takeaway is like, what the fuck, Heather? Like, <laughs> I I just honestly can't with her. I don't understand where she's coming from. I don't understand the loyalty to Jen Shaw. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Like, Erica Jane, if she had any glimpse of this, I feel like she'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't I get this treatment? <laughs> like, yeah. Why is everyone like, oh, sure. You're not, you're, you're saying you're innocent and all that. Cool. We're going to jump on someone else. I did love though, when we saw the women getting ready and Andy said to Jen, I just want you to know that we did not give Erica questions in advance. There were rumors about that. And so I don't want you thinking that you are getting like the short end of the stick or not getting the same treatment. I didn't realize that people thought Erica actually got the questions in advance, but, um, I just thought it was interesting. He said that. Yeah. I, my guess he went to her because he heard that Jen felt that way. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to nip this in the butt. I don't want this to bud. I always say that wrong. Nip this in the bud. Um, I don't want this coming up in the reunion. Like I don't want any mentions of EJ because that's a different franchise. Like I'm guessing that's why he did it. Yeah. He tried to kill it, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like I, um, it, it just, yeah, I just, obviously some people internally felt like she should have maybe got the questions in advance for Jen. And so I appreciated it. And I thought it was interesting. They aired it too. Sometimes he has that conversation and then you wouldn't really see it as sort of like the preview part. So I appreciated it. I'm looking forward to coach Shaw coming out and talking, but I mean, if anyone's expecting him to like reveal anything or make you think he knew something, he's not going to do it. I mean, it's kind of the same with Erica. Like they're not going to say anything that's going to like outwardly make anyone be able to come after them or think that they might be, you know, in on any of it. I just really find it hard to believe that he was clueless on where the money was coming from. I mean, but on the one hand, like considering he's gone all the time, that's the only like maybe logical reason. Yeah. I just feel like the way they live their life and like the fact that he makes, I think it's like $250,000 a year, which look, that is a very good salary. I am not by, I am, I would love to be making that. I am not making that. I'm not trying to sound snobby, 
by housewife standards, that's not enough to like live the housewife life. And now there are some allegations and we'll talk about on her Patreon that Jen Shaw saying that it all was fake and she was told to make it look like she was way richer than she was. And maybe that's part of it. But I just feel like the way she dresses, the glam squad, the team, the home, they, the like house they live in, the 10,000 square foot house that they're renting, uh, which means it's going to be more than a mortgage. Like, I feel like if I was Coach Shaw, I'd be like, something's not adding up for somebody that is a kind of lead generating marketing um, you know, guru, but maybe she sold him on it too. I don't know. I just, I find it hard to believe he doesn't know anything. Just like, I don't think I find it hard to believe Erica Jane didn't know anything. But yeah, no, absolutely. It will be interesting just to see how he responds. He always keeps it calm, cool and collected. And I think the thing with Erica was that she does respond and show emotion. So that's why people were quick to jump and be like, Oh, maybe she did know she got really angry there. Well, so. and Erica in general, isn't likable. Like she's always been called an ice queen she always like in terms of how she presents herself, like somehow, I mean, I hate to say it, but Jen Shaw is likable. <laughs> like she is. <laughs> and it kind of, I can see how like her, you know, little jokes and stuff can distract you from the actual horrible thing she's done. Yeah. I um, completely agree. All right. That wraps up this week in Bravo and leads us to our shout out. Who is your shout out this week, Vanessa? My shout out is going to Kim Kardashian. This week we find out that she was officially finally single um, from a legal standpoint. And considering all the shitstorm that girls had to endure, whether you like her or not, everything that Kanye has been putting her through publicly, I'm glad. Live your best life, girl do it with Pete Davidson. I'm kind of like, I don't know that I'm like, you know, standing them as a couple, but you know what? <laughs> it's lasting longer than I thought. So get it girl. And I hope that this nonsense will calm down. I love it. My shout out goes to anyone who was born, any uh, woman uh, who identifies as a woman or identified as a woman during the early nineties. But basically if you were born from 1982 to 1987, Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a bigger gap, but, uh, you probably, um, were a victim of the bowl cut like Vanessa and I, I have to say, I posted that cause I randomly was looking through photos, just being like, oh my gosh, I like old photos of myself being like, I wonder which one of my kids I look more like. Cause they both resemble me, but it's like, I don't know. I was just trying to have like pastime. And my bowl cut picture popped my eye. I caught my eye. I posted it out there. Then Vanessa posted hers. And you guys have been sharing your bowl cuts with us. Some people have called it the muffin, the mushroom. It's all very similar. It was all the rage in the early 90s. Thank you, Dorothy Hamill, Mary Lou Retton, for for some reason making our mothers all think we looked adorable in that haircut. But I just, I've loved all the people sharing it with us. There's one person I don't want to like reveal too much because I want to respect the privacy, but she said her husband tells her she looks like um, a kindergartner was on the Golden Girls. And it like literally still that picture of her makes me so happy. Um, so anyway, I just, I want to give a shout out to all of us who survived those terrible haircuts um, and have oh somehow forgiven our mothers for doing that to us. So bad. I remember mine, like I, so I was in the DR with family and I went to go get my nails done with my aunt. She's like my favorite aunt. And I was so excited. I was in kindergarten. So I was like six. So excited to get this time with her. And bitch got me a bowl cut too while she was at it. And I was like, oh my God. No. I remember hating it so much. Like I Wait, you got a bowl like cut it. at the same place where you got your nails done? Yes. 
That's a red yes. flag. Yeah. No, uh, it was like, I, she's like, I think she was like, let's get you a haircut. And yeah, left. The worst the part about it for most of us too, this was like a phase where like, um, kind of like now, but in a different way, like athletic wear was big. Like I remember like I had Umbro shorts in like every color and like you would wear it with like a cute top to school, like a t-shirt, but like none of us really looked like you could tell if we were a boy or a girl. And back then people would straight up ask me at like a soccer game or at the grocery store, are you a boy or a girl? And I just remember being like, I'm never having this fucking haircut again. Cause I'm sick of telling everyone I'm a girl. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's like, it was annoying. Horrible. Um, I'm really glad my children don't have to do it. it honestly, <laughs> last little anecdote. If you guys have not binged the show Pen15, um, one of the main characters <laughs> yes. ends up with a, a bowl cut. So it's just kind of, if you're feeling very nostalgic, um, thankfully we were younger <laughs> when we had our bowl cut. But if you want to go through your cringe-worthy middle school moments, that's an interesting fun binge. Um, some, a lot of cringeworthy, embarrassing moments. So. Well, and thank you guys for sticking with us through any cringe worthy moments we may have had in the past on the podcast. I can't promise you we won't have them in the future, but thank you guys so much for supporting us. All the great reviews we've gotten the last week, like seriously have made our day. If you haven't yet, please hit five stars and subscribe. It really helps as we Try to keep getting um, this Bravo talent to come on and reveal a little bit more about themselves. I'm still blushing from talking to Andrea. And we have an exciting um, bonus episode with a former Bravo love. I think you guys are going to be really excited about this one that will be dropping next week. So with that, we will catch you next week.